RNZ News at midday. Good afternoon, I'm Nicola Wright. Communities are getting ready for flooding as an aggressive weather front hits into Waiponamu. Orange heavy rain warnings are in place for Westland, Buller, the Tasman district west of Motueka, the Marlborough Sounds, Richmond and Bryant Ranges, Rye Valley and Nelson region until Thursday. Tess Brunton has more. Inflatable barriers are being sent from Christchurch to the Buller district to protect critical services, including the local hospital and airport, from flooding. Buller Emergency Management says pumps have been ordered and installed in critical locations around Westport. Met Service predicts the worst of the rain could hit tomorrow, with many local councils offering sandbags to protect properties. Nelson Tasman Civil Defence is urging people to make sure they are well prepared, with up to 650 millimetres of rain predicted to fall around the Tasman Ranges. Some modelling says that could be as much as 750 millimetres. The Human Rights Commission says an immediate freeze on rent could provide a much-needed break for renters. Rents have increased significantly in recent years, and two years ago almost half of renters were spending at least 30% of their income on housing. Finn Blackwell has more. The number of renters is also increasing with a third of New Zealanders now renting their homes. Chief Commissioner Tom Hunt says they're very concerned that renters are having to make trade-offs between the right to adequate food and the right to a decent home. The call is also backed by the Green Party, which says that a rent freeze should be followed by permanent and meaningful changes to the way we rent. Co-leader Marama Davidson says changes are essential for recognising the human right to a warm, affordable home. Labour's MP for Hamilton West could be suspended from the caucus as MPs gather for an urgent online meeting this afternoon. The caucus will convene at half past two this afternoon to hear directly from Gaurav Sharma about the serious allegations he's levelled against his own colleagues and how MPs intend to respond. Here's our political editor, Jane Patterson. The governing Labour Party's been plunged into controversy by one of its own, an MP who's turned on some of the party's most senior figures, claiming to be a victim of a campaign of bullying and control. Dr Sharma's turned up the pressure by posting further allegations and screenshots he says are from other unhappy Labour MPs during Leader and Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern's weekly media briefing in the Beehive Theatre Today's meeting's been called to give him a chance to put his case and for caucus to consider whether he's breached any rules and if so, what action they take. Bringing the party into disrepute is one such rule, with censure, suspension or even expulsion potential consequences. Ms Ardern's defended the party whips, past and present, at the centre of the allegations and denies a widespread culture of bullying. The police have charged a man with the murder of a woman in the Auckland suburb of Remuera last year. He's due to appear in the Auckland District Court today. Amy Williams reports. Detective Inspector Aaron Pascoe says a 69-year-old man has been charged with the murder of Pauline Hanna. Ms Hanna was found dead in her home in April last year. She was a project director at the former county's Manukau District Health Board and was involved in the COVID-19 vaccine rollout. The ACT Party wants to reinstate the Three Strikes Law in its new law and order policy released this morning. The law meant to automatically give maximum sentences to criminals who commit three serious crimes was repealed earlier this month for being ineffective in reducing crime. 
Act says if it was in government, it would not only reinstate the law but introduce a separate three-strikes law for burglaries. Under that, criminals who commit three burglary offences would face a minimum three-year prison sentence with no parole. Act leader David Seymour says victims should also receive reparations from the Crown. Millions of dollars a year are ordered by judges to be given to victims, then drip-fed 65 cents a fortnight sometimes, just a little reminder in the victim's bank account. They get victimised once in the crime, they get re-victimised when they have to see their useless attacker giving them 65 cents for 10 years. David Seymour says his policy would have inland revenue collect debts on the victim's behalf. The burglaries crimes policy has been embraced by Retail NZ and the New Market and Parnell Business Associations. The police commissioner says the assault of children in custody could have been widespread and endorsed by some officers. Andrew Costa and Deputy Commissioner Tanya Kuda are fronting the Royal Commission into Abuse and Care. Under cross-examination, they were asked to respond to witness testimony about custody in the 1970s and 80s. In one case, a then 15-year-old was handcuffed to a chair and beaten by officers with a phone book so it wouldn't leave a mark. Ms Kuda, who joined the force in 1987, said while she never witnessed any incidents herself, she knew it happened. For me, there were some instances of knowing, not that I saw, but knowing that potentially somebody had been assaulted for a confession. Well, what I realised is that actually that's not a widespread thing that everybody did, but when you first start, that was something that did surprise me. Other people would talk about it. The Commissioner, Andrew Costa, says police culture has changed dramatically and such actions today would be punished heavily. It's six minutes past twelve. A Māori health leader says the death of a young Māori man from the undiagnosed complications of an ear infection was preventable and sadly not unusual. The Health and Disability Commission has criticised Whanganui Hospital over the case of the man in his 30s who had turned up to the emergency department five times. Our health correspondent Rowan Quinn reports. The Commission says the man did not get the proper tests and one doctor assumed he was on methamphetamine. Te Koho Health Tumanaki Lady Tūreti Moxon says Māori are often dismissed or sent home, missing out on key care. She says the man deserved the best health care on offer, like every citizen. This is not an unusual case. This happens very often and more often than not. It is because people have a particular kind of view of who they're dealing with. Whanganui Hospital says it's made changes, including ensuring new staff have training on how to avoid cultural barriers and miscommunication. It expressed its deepest sympathies to all involved in the very sad situation, particularly the grieving whanau. Smart cameras have snapped 50,000 drivers using their phones or not wearing their seatbelts on Auckland roads, but they won't get tickets. Waka Kotahi says it's been testing two high-tech cameras since May. Phil Pennington reports. The Transport Agency is taking over speed cameras from the police and aims to add more of the smarter ones, which the agency calls safety cameras, on risky roads. At three sites in Auckland in the trial, they snapped 50,000 breaches by drivers in two months. The police are not involved and there'll be no enforcement action. They've been snapping cell phone use since May and expanded that to seatbelts a month ago. 
Photos are not being taken of any people's faces in a vehicle and the number plate is blurred out. Waka Kotahi says all footage is deleted within 48 hours. It will analyse the raw data over the six-month trial. The former chairperson of Waikato Regional Council, who was ousted after being accused of making racist comments, has withdrawn legal action against the council. The council is still expecting to pay about $100,000 for costs to date, but says it saved them the significant costs of the matter going to trial. Lucy Tsia has more. In May, Russ Remington filed for a judicial review against the council and councillor Fred Litchwalk relating to the vote to remove him as council chair. He earlier maintained he was not racist, despite comments that Three Waters reforms would cause farmers to be at the beck and call of Māori. But now, a notice of discontinuation has been lodged with the High Court. Waikato Regional Council says this is the best outcome. A council spokesperson says there's been no settlement or any payment towards Mr Remington. The jailed Russian opposition figure Alexei Navalny says he's been placed in solitary confinement. Mr Navalny is serving a nine-year sentence for embezzlement at a high-security penal colony, although his supporters insist his imprisonment is politically motivated. Here's the BBC's Paul Ross. Having the top button of his shirt undone, that is what Alexei Navalny says officially landed him in solitary confinement. The prison where he's being held has strict rules about dress, rules which his slightly open collar apparently violated. However, the punishment came just days after Mr Navalny attempted to form a trade union within the prison. And it's this which he thinks earned him a three-day spell of solitary. In a social media post, he described his cell as being like a tiny concrete kennel and said he'd been warned that he could be kept there permanently. That's the news.